Send me a pic. He's like, I'm gonna get this. It's eight dollars. Yeah. Oh, that's a good purchase right there. And it's from and it's Zara, so you know. And it fits perfectly. It doesn't. <laughs> it's true. It's like double XL. Look how big this thing is. But it's so cool. <laughs> this is what um, feels really good. This is gonna wear. Look great. It's gonna be what I wear on my album cover when I drop my mixtape. <laughs> it's gonna be dope. I need wait. a gold chain too. Wait. I need a gold chain to match the gold chains on the actual shirt. Is this how Andrew pictures your dad? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I need a convertible now. So I can ride along with my shirt unbuttoned. <laughs> with, with two women in the car. Yep. But they're like in the back seat, sitting on top of the you know, yeah, on the back. They're not actually in the seat. <laughs> driving down PCH or Getting hit with bugs in their face. <laughs> it's alright, because we're going to be going to the beach. They'll just jump in the water. Beaches exactly. are closed. <laughs> That's the only problem with this whole story. The beaches are closed. <laughs> well, this isn't going to happen now. <laughs> it's going to be middle-aged, Kevin. I'm keeping this shit forever. You're oh, there already. Enough. No, that's you, Jay. <laughs> that's, that's nice of you to call Jay just middle-aged. Jay's got, Jay's got some jokes today. So I guess mm-hmm. uh, that's probably a pretty good segue to get into our list. Um, welcome to another episode of the Nerd Wave Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin, and we got Bobby again, as usual. Jay's with us as well, um, old man Gra- Grandpa Jay. Um, the last couple of weeks, we were really leaning into the theme of disasters and post-apocalypse, uh, post-apocalyptic um, worlds based on the uh, the pandemic that's currently going on. So this week, we kind of wanted to lighten the mood a little bit, uh, talk about some movies that will make us laugh in this uh, sort of dark time. So that being said... We're going to give our top five best comedies, favorite comedies of the last 10 years, basically, from 2010 to 2019. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Let's see if we can uh, get some laughs. Um, how about you start, Bobby? What's your number five? Let's see. I went with, uh, I don't even know if you guys have seen this one, uh, but it's it's a movie that didn't get a lot of praise. I ended up seeing it on Netflix, not in theaters or anything like that. I uh, I picked uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's, uh, it's, it's a great movie. It's a spoof on, like, the traditional, like, cabin in the woods like the young kids going out there with a serial killer basically it's these two hicks that buy a cabin and like they're like they're total hicks and like the all like the the cliche scenes happen like they see these college kids at a gas station and like totally make them look like serial killers and it's just like one of the guys just wants to talk to the cute college girls and he has no idea how and so like there's just like so many misunderstandings whenever like the the college kids see the tucker and dale and throughout the course of the movie, you have like weird stuff happening where they think that they're serial killers and the college kids accidentally keep committing suicide in the most gruesome <laughs> ways. Like one, right. one kid, uh, like there, there's like a bunch of bees. And so uh, I think it was uh, D- uh, Tucker, or I, I don't remember which, but uh, Alan Tudyk's character, he's running uh, side by side with one of the college kids away from the bees. And then the college kid runs directly into a wood chipper face first. <laughs> Wow. And it's just, like, the most gruesome but hilarious deaths because it's, like, all these things keep happening. And Tucker and Dale actually think that it's, a uh, like, a ritual suicide thing that these college kids are doing. And just all the misunderstandings and, like, the, like, playing off the cliches in a normal horror movie make this movie an incredibly fun watch. So it's, like, The Happening except also funny. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Well, it's funny too because Tucker and Dale they even try to save some of the kids and then they still end up accidentally dying. Do they ever accidentally cause a death? Because I've no. never actually seen. No, they, none of them are actually their They're fault. They're completely it's, innocent the whole time. Like this, this, there's this one scene where a guy gets a, uh, one of the college kids gets a hold of a gun and he's like, oh, you know, I think. I think your uh, your safety's on as the college kid's pointing at him, and then he turns it to his face and shoots himself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean. He kind of they kind of caused that person's death. No, they well, didn't. Why I would mean, you inadvertently? Why would you look at a gun next year? Well, I know, but like, they're like, hey, so basically, a direct input from the characters caused the the like death. Like a, a butterfly mean. effect type yeah, thing. Yeah. I can see I can see that, but it's like if you say a safety's on, who's going to point the gun at their own face? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that where the safety True. is? True. Yeah, I've never it's, actually seen this one. I've heard it's heard it's good. Just never, you know, that one just got away from me, so uh, <laughs> never had a chance to see it. Uh, I would highly, I would highly recommend it. It's like the, it's, it's like I said, it's Alan Tudyk who is just amazing in everything I've ever seen him in, and then the other guy is Tyler Labine who has been in like I, I guess he was in Flyboys and a couple other things, but he's not very well known at all. Mm-hmm. It's a very small or like not well known cast, but I think that's what makes it so good. Right. Yeah, it was almost an independent movie, kind of. Um, it yeah, it, it has that vibe. Yeah, it did was it actually movie. have, I was going to say, what, did it have a theatrical release? No, uh, I think it was like either straight to streaming or straight to video, DVD or Blu-ray. Oh, or yeah. Just, you know. Huh. Okay. What about you, Jay? What's your number five? Number five is um, Horrible Bosses. Um, I think this was an instant classic the moment it came out. Um, I just remember how much fun this movie was. Sequels, okay, it's not as great. I think what makes this movie so great is the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got Charlie Day. I think he's just dicing on the cake of the cherry on top. Everything he does is funny. Um, so it's like a group of you know three guys that really hate their jobs, hate their bosses, uh, and then they end up trying to figure out a way to um, pretty much get rid of their bosses by murdering them. And just their plot, the plot um, just goes kind of wild with their their theories and their scams and their schemes to kill their bosses. Um, and it's just it's, it's it's a good it's always a good watch. You got Jason Bateman, Charlie Day. Um, what's his face? Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis. You got both the Jasons. And Jamie Foxx. Uh, Jones. Yeah. <laughs> great character. He's great too. And oh, then you got uh, the name we shall not mention apparently now because he's the bad, bad man. This uh, is, Jennifer uh, Aniston. Honestly, why I didn't put this movie on my list. <laughs> because it was... Be- hashtag me too. was because of Jennifer Aniston. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Me a I, think, there. I think the, the best boss is um, Colin Farrell when he plays oh the, the balding, the balding, like oh yeah, the balding guy, guy like, addicted to coke. <laughs> yeah, he was playing against type for sure. Yeah, it was like he did a great job, and then Jennifer Aniston's the the nympho, the nymphomaniac that just wants Charlie Day all the time. And... That, that's rape. This is a rape. <laughs> yeah, it's rape. And just you know, and then you get a lot. Well, I mean, at the time, I was kind of we're gonna bend you over the barrel and give you the show you Fifty Shades. Is that a saying? And then you're. That was pretty popular for now. like a while, yeah. <laughs> and then it's that, gone now. But that's that's not something. Yeah, it's in a movie. Which one? This, this one. one. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, the this movie. Um, when I when I saw the trailers for it, I was like, okay, it looks looks okay, but I'm gonna see almost anything that Jason Bateman's in. Okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of his, and he and he does really well in this role because Charlie Day is obviously the crazy one. Uh, <laughs> Little jabs. Jabs, yeah. <laughs> yeah and sudeikis is kind of like um he's the charming ladies man yeah and he kind of like the way that he acts he kind of like but he walks the line of being 
annoying because like Charlie Day can get annoying. I think he's hilarious, but his voice can get a little bit crazy. It's like just come down a little bit the way he acts. He delivers lines. But Jason Bateman is always a straight guy for the most part. Yeah. And just like he's the best in the business at doing that type of role. So and he nails it as usual with it with this yeah. movie. So great choice. It's weird because the way he just his mannerisms work for serious and funny together at the same time. Yeah. Like I'm watching Ozarks right now and he's like exactly he talks exactly the same. Inflections are exactly the same. Even though he's not being funny, it's like I don't know. How does he tell but, the difference? Well his his comedy is really good because he's mostly sarcastic. Like that's yeah. his style of comedy. So like even if he's delivering a line seriously, it can sound funny because you're like, is he being sarcastic? <laughs> All right, so that brings me to my number five, actually. Um, I have, and Bobby talked about this before we started recording, I have The Disaster Artist at number five. And I think this movie is incredibly funny. Um, it is a little bit more than just a straight comedy, but I think the fact that uh, James Franco is essentially Tommy Wiseau, he plays the role. Oh, like, incredible. He's like a clone of, bringing back to clones, <laughs> he's a clone of Tommy <laughs> Wiseau. Um, he's great. And just like, not only is the movie really funny because you're seeing like some background information on how they made that movie, the room, by the way, which is a cold, cold hit. Um, you, you get to see um, a little bit more on the human side of Tommy Wiseau. Cause he is essentially a meme. Um, <laughs> and, so this humanizes him a bit and you sort of, you feel sorry for like all the jokes that people have made about him and all that stuff. On top of that great cast, James Franco, his brother, Dave Franco, um, uh, Seth Rogen is in it a little bit um, as like a bit character. You got Josh Hutchison, uh, Josh Hutchison, who's like hilarious. He <laughs> plays such a funny Denny. character as Denny. Denny. Yeah. Which well, uh, plays Denny. If you haven't seen this movie, oh. you have seen The Room. What are you waiting for? It's it's great. It provides a lot of insight into you know into the making of that film. Who uh, who's the guy from Baywatch that was also in it? He played the mugger. Um, oh, was, High School Musical. Zach, Zach Efron. Efron. Zach Efron. You played the mugger. It was yeah. just yeah. so funny to see him in that role. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't he Zach Efron? No, he wasn't. <laughs> it's a good. Uh, it's a really good movie, and uh, like like Bobby was saying, there's a lot of deep moments. But I think the comedy is just. It's still. It's it's the main point of the movie is what is well, going to laugh. The reason it works is because the source is so hilarious. And, you know, yeah. it's not unintentionally hilarious, but it it just it turns out to be right. So. I mean, yeah. they had such great source material to go off of. It's almost impossible. I mean, it's they did a great job, but it's almost impossible for it not to be funny. Yeah, very true. And it's it's kind of interesting too that this, the success of this movie um, really does hinge on the fact that the room is so popular, the original movie, because like yeah, nobody would give a crap if that movie didn't exist oh, or if that movie wasn't not. popular. No. So it's kind of kind of funny how that works. So I think that's why a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the acting and the storytelling really does a good job of humanizing Tommy Wiseau. Cause I think that the, that James Franco realizes that it would, that, that movie wouldn't exist without the original. So yeah. Um, and it's awesome nice that touch. Tommy Wiseau uh, gave his blessing on it too. And was a part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Part of me thinks that Wiseau, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm like 90% sure that he, uh, that he just enjoys being a meme anyways. <laughs> Cause it means, I mean, he, he, wants sort of he wanted to be famous. That's He's got to be making money at this point. So, I mean, yeah. How sure. old is he now? He's like 25. Probably. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. From Louisiana. Uh, I'm in high school. I'm high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy's, that guy's background is. Man, it'd be awesome to get some sort of biography, like a real biography about the dude, because nobody knows where the hell he's from. Uh, well, he's obviously from Eastern Europe, but yeah, yeah. 
But then how do you make his money and all that? It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. His family probably. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Who wants to take number four? All right, uh, I got another one here. Um, So this one... Oh, I'm taking it, man. I'll take it. So this one, uh, it's... I, I don't know because it's it, it's so it, it's one of those movies that's probably like so bad that it's so good. Uh, it's I picked MacGruber for this one. This movie is just full of laugh out loud moments because it's so stupid in the way that it's executed. It's just you can't help but laugh. I'm disappointed in you, Bobby. <laughs> I I mean it, this this is a movie. It's probably rated like a like a thirty or a forty on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't checked, but I think it's got to be pretty low. It doesn't matter. It, do, it does. It doesn't matter. It's it's just such a fun watch. Like you have Will Forte. Like okay, so the, MacGruber. It's it's a uh, it's from the SNL skits spoofing MacGyver, where like he uses you know whatever he can to make an object to save them in a, any given moment. But then in, like in the skits, the bomb always goes off before he can actually save them. <laughs> and like you get the same vibe in this movie where it's like everything he does just turns to shit. Like he never does anything right, but he's got this this. Uh, aura around him like where everybody thinks that he's a badass yeah he's got a reputation he's He's got an unearned reputation about (laughs) how good he is and you never get to see it uh well there's a couple times where he kind of like what he does inadvertently works (laughs) no there towards the towards the middle of the movie you you see um like when he's making the distraction that works it's true (laughs) it works some reason um but yeah his reputation is obviously bigger than his actual skill which is what makes the characterization hilarious and uh yeah. yeah great choice i love this movie uh so like uh the cast like it's got will forte obviously from snl also Kristen wig from snl it's got ryan uh ryan philippe who's actually funnier than i ever thought he was like i didn't think of him as a, a comedic actor in any way and then you've got val kilmer playing the villain uh <laughs> was it victor kunt Cunt. and Cunt. Cunt. <laughs> victor Cunt. Cunt. <laughs> and he's just phenomenal as the villain he he's just so hammy and just every scene he's in he's just chewing the scenery yeah, yeah. you could tell he was having a really good time making the movie oh i think everyone had a blast making that movie yeah. and i don't think anyone else could play this character besides will forte yeah no. he plays it to perfection yeah, yeah. <laughs> that terrible that terrible get up obviously it's just macgyver but like well he's macgyver's so bastard son that's what he's supposed to be <laughs> yeah. yeah i uh I wish that Will Forte would would be in more you know more movies and shows and stuff. Uh, Last Man on Earth, he was great, and I'm so sad that that show. show got canceled. Yeah, but but and he he really got to shine in it. Uh, but yeah, this is a this is a good movie. I've seen it ten times, maybe more, um, and mm-hmm. I laugh every time. It's still really really funny. Uh, so great choice. Then I get four. you guys hooked on this movie. Like yeah, I, 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 you, I think before, you then. probably showed it to us or me oh. at least first. I was the first to see it, or I was the first to mention that I saw it to the group, and then Bobby uh-huh. event, Bobby watched it after that, and then eventually we all watched it together. But I remember uh, Bobby, so I told Bobby about it because I was watching it on Comedy Central, and I was like, Bobby, you got to watch this movie. It's so stupid and hilarious. And then, like, took him years to finally watch it, as usual. Yeah, it always does. Took, you probably mentioned to him, and then I'd, he probably realized how much I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I remember so, we watched it, watched it when you guys were all living together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the best scene in the movie, though, and it's like any time I even think about this scene, I just cannot stop laughing. It's when he's putting together his team of badasses, and it's all <laughs> like it's all WWF wrestlers. You got like Chris Jericho, you got like uh, you got Kane, you've got uh, Mark Henry, and then like he's putting the like all these guys are doing these manly things. Then he gets to the Big Show. Uh, obviously, this is a little bit uh, it's dated now. It, it's but... dated now, but he gets to the Big Show, and the Big Show's like a mechanic, and he's like. He's like nodding along as he's like writing on his list, and then the big show like somebody brings him a drink and then kisses him, and it's, so it's two guys kissing, 
And then you see him like with his weird look on his face, and you see him just start crossing the Big Show's name off the list, <laughs> dribbling it out. Yeah, you can't get away with that joke nowadays. But no, it's, no, it's it's, it's it's obviously so so funny how like how stupid he is about it. And yeah. then later, as he's talking up this badass team that he put that he built, he's like, "There's 80 years of experience in there, and I made all the explosives. I packed them all together, and then the van blows up with all of them inside. Yeah, and guys. then he's like, "Tug, guys." <laughs> And this is all within like the first ten minutes of the movie. Like it's oh yeah, he, they already blow his reputation because up until that point he's like a badass, and you know mm-hmm. it's it's great. It's such a good build up. Yeah, uh, it's it's a perfect scene in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's great. All right, Jay, what do you got for number four? Number four is this is the end. We talked about this last week or a couple weekends ago, weeks ago, or shows ago, I should say. Um, like I said, I, I think what makes this movie <laughs> what makes this movie is um. Like we talked about last time, is the cast. They're each playing, you know, obviously caricature of themselves, and the self-deprecation in the movie is just great. Um, <laughs> the chemistry between all these guys, obviously, they all worked before, you know, in Avatar movies and other things, um, and um, you know, freaks and geeks, obviously, that's still Avatar, but um, just the chemistry between all these guys and all the cameos in this movie just make it so hilarious. You know, it's obviously it's the it's the rapture, which you know it's not completely biblical the way they portray it but <laughs> uh, it's just hilarious preach like, they, they think, I'll preach amen let us pray <laughs> um, it's just hilarious like I said it's just almost it's um, it's outlandish and outrageous you know just the different demons and stuff like that and uh, the giant demon at the end <laughs> the, the, the god beam coming down oh yeah yeah <laughs> talk, like, like Dr. Manhattan <laughs> Stay, <laughs> stuff baby. like that uh, they um, did a bris. Yeah, um, <laughs> a more, more, more religious it. angle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I put it, the fact that it, that you know, I think it was James Franco was about to get saved, and he's like starts flipping him off, and then and like nope, and yeah. then turns the god beam off. That's a great scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, I was I almost put this on my list, but since I had it on the disaster movie list, I decided to leave it off because uh, Bobby and I, because we both had it on that list. Yeah, uh, yeah, Bobby and I, I talked about it a lot, so I decided not to. It's actually on my list. I have a short list of honorable mentions. Um, I had to put it on there because it's it's a hilarious movie, and I personally think um, if I would have put it on my list, it probably would have been number one. I think it is the funniest movie of the last, you know, of the last ten years. So that's great choice. I, I it would have been love it. my number three, I think, if I were to put it on. But I also left it off because I talked about it so recently. Yeah, yeah, and we gave it such high praise, you know, a couple weeks ago too. Um, yeah. So, Jay, you got away with this one. Next time, put it on your disaster movie list. <laughs> yeah. Next disaster movie list we do, Jay. You better have that. The next uh, global pandemic, we'll do a revisit. Jeez, that's so grim. <laughs> They're going right. to be coming like once a year now. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. What happens in 2021? There's two pandemics. Or two, it's uh... going to be the random chimp event. All right. So, my number uh, my number four, um, this one, this is one of the movies that I thought wasn't a pure comedy but it's just so good that i had to put it on here um and i have deadpool so obviously comic book genre that's kind of the the uh the main category it falls under but it's it's so good and it's so funny and not only that the fact that it's under the guise of a comic book film and was rated r and was still so funny and different it was we had never seen anything like this especially out of fox because you know the x-men movies aren't that funny the fantastic four movies are funny in a different way um and uh yeah so this was just like a breath of fresh air and ryan reynolds 
Um, you could tell really loves the role, loves the character, fought to make this movie happen, and it really shows. And uh, yeah. lots of really cool stuff. Breaking the fourth wall was was always nice to see. Uh, the physical comedy of like him having his hand cut off and it growing back <laughs> and like this little baby hand was so hilarious. And they went above and beyond on what you know, my opinion on what they could show in a comic book movie. Um, hilarious. It just it feels very innovative in you know the way that it was made and the way that it was. Uh, portrayed on film so uh yeah love this movie like i yeah. said not really a pure comedy but it is just so uh over the top funny had to put it on my list yeah. it didn't occur to me but I, I could definitely see that as a very good choice here that's like i laughed so much watching that movie like i'll like i watch it today and i'll still laugh a lot that's that's a very good choice there yeah, yeah. unfortunately this one didn't make my list it was up there and i'm um, tied with some of my other choices I think what came down to me for what was watchability. I think I, I like enjoy watching these other ones like over and over again. I think yeah, yeah. Deadpool. It's kind of like you know. It, I think I have to be in the mood for Deadpool, but I still love it, and it's it's a great hilarious movie. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds. I mean, obviously he's Ryan Reynolds. It's you couldn't ask for more. Yeah, he's he's then, really good in everything. And but. Gina Carano. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's Jay loves Gina Carano. Super oh, landing. Um. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not only that; it's a really good-looking movie too, in terms of its special effects and all that. So I think that it's it's incredibly well-rounded. Um, has the comedy, has the action, uh, and then not only that, a connection to something that's very near and dear to me, which is comic books. So um, it's an all-rounder for sure. Love this movie. Yeah. Any complaints? Uh, I have no. Uh, that's see, a stupid choice. Comedy? That's a stupid choice, and I didn't want to say it, but you you made you Jerry, forced my hand. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> turns into Springer. That'll get some nah. You are not the father. <laughs> That's Maury. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh okay. So moving on to number three, uh, I picked a movie. I don't. I think you guys think that I overrate this movie, uh, but I picked uh, the other guys. Don't put words um, in our mouth. <laughs> I think those. Are, I think it's a direct quote from like a year ago. Uh, the <laughs> other guys. It's it's it stars Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Like I I've never seen like Mark Wahlberg better than this as far as comedy like he's just the happening (laughs) his comedic delivery it's fantastic intentionally funny intentionally funny no no uh unintentionally funny yes that's that's his best comedy (laughs) but uh in this movie will ferrell and mark Wahlberg, like their chemistry as like two people who don't want well at least one of them who doesn't want to be partners uh, like they, you know, they clash. It's like the typical like buddy cop thing, but it's like they they're just so good together. And then you have the relationship with uh, Will Ferrell and his wife, played by Ava Mendez, where he like talks about her. Like she, he call he basically calls her a hobo at one point, and then you see her in like this this nice dress, and it's all it's Ava Mendez, so she's incredible yeah. looking. Yeah. And then she's like a doctor, and like she like makes this like incredible like four course meal, and just like all that like she's just like incredible. The the well, entire sucks. time, he's just downplaying. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. That's what, yeah, that was just hilarious. That he just always like he's he's dissing her. And he's like, "You look terrible, Sheila," and uh, you know, he's like, "How dare you bring this to me? How dare this? This is disgusting. This food you is should, horrible." You should change that dress. Yeah, yeah. It's he just, calls her my plain wife. Yeah, my plain like wife. he's Amish. I uh, I'm gonna get a lot of guff for this. I don't particularly love this movie. Um, this and Step Brothers, I get a lot of hate for not really liking that much. Uh, I think it's so it's moderately funny. It's not horrible, but if for whatever reason, it just didn't work. I don't like Mark Wahlberg's comedy voice that he always does. 
where he's like, come on, guys, we're going to do this, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, you got to it let gets, him fly. He's a peacock. It gets exhausting <laughs> after a while. And I think Will Ferrell is like playing it. He's playing a caricature of, of himself, you know, of his old films in this. It's not, it, it isn't as clever as some of the older stuff that he did, like Anchorman or Talladega Nights and that kind of thing. Um, but one scene that is incredibly funny and I laughed very loud and very hard was when, uh, when they're doing like the sexy talk and yeah. Will Ferrell's giving messages to her mother, her mother, her grandmother, oh grandmother, and <laughs> yeah. relaying it to to her, and it gets like super. Like, I really explicit. don't. I don't feel comfortable saying it. <laughs> yeah. It gets super. The things explicit. you kids do nowadays. It's it's way over the top. That scene is legitimately <laughs> funny, but a lot of the other stuff, it's like it, it's an okay movie. Steve Coogan um is pretty good in it. I as... think he he plays his role well in that. Yeah. One. he's a nice, funny supporting character. Yeah, I like but... him as an actor too. Um. And I and I like Mark Wahlberg a lot and Will Ferrell a lot. It's just that for whatever reason, this movie just it didn't work for me, and I'm I'm not really sure why. It's more of an emotional response, I think. Uh, well, I think for me, Will Ferrell like he plays like a toned down version of the characters that you already mentioned, which I think makes him more relatable. Like, so he's actually he I, could be a real life person. See, I feel the opposite like... because, and I don't want to really make this a debate because we're going to be keep an eye out on the channel for you know the next couple of weeks. We're going to be launching mm-hmm. a debate show. Um, most likely this coming Monday. Uh, but anyways, the, I disagree because his outlandishness in the setting that is created, which is supposed to be like sort of realistic, to, mm-hmm. sort of take makes him seem less realistic. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. Anchorman, obviously that's a, that's a world setup that doesn't really exist. But this movie where it's like a cop movie, they're investigating supposedly real, a real crime and that kind of stuff, take, takes him out of realism. You know what I mean? Like him... I don't- he may be a toned so. down version of Ron Burgundy, but he's still a very high, you know, high tuned real life cop, real life person. He's still a cartoon character, obviously. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in a, a former, real life setting. He's a former pimp. The, the, yeah, the, 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 the pimp part definitely is is definitely extreme. But everything else he does is just he's like a mild mannered dude, and I, I think it actually works. Like it, like I said, the partnership between him and and Mark Wahlberg, like their partnership, like they kind of meld together, and it works really well. But, I mean, it's not even just them. It's, like, you, you at the start of this movie, you have Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock as, like, the uh, like the It cops, like, who are the popular guys who are, like, the... It's, like, you'd think the movie would be about them. Like, that's, you know, that's how they, they hook you into the movie. And then you have The Rock and Sam Jackson on the top of a building chasing these bank robbers. Spoiler and then, alert. like, <laughs> then they, they get away, uh, like, to another building, and then they look at each other, like, aim for the bushes, and then you they just they jump. You think of what I'm thinking? <laughs> aim for the bushes? They jump off, and um, there goes my hero starts playing, and it's in slow motion, and it's like, oh shit! Like, what are they gonna make it? And they just slam into the ground. There's and no bushes in sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just hit the pavement. Um, yeah, we got to move on, but real quick, I did want to say Michael Keaton is also very good. Um, in this Don't movie. go chasing water. Can I mention one thing? Great lines. Quick. Sure. As we get them and uh, in a daddy's home movies, both of them, it's almost the exact same chemistry, almost the exact same characters, this and those first. movies fall short. Yeah, this was but those first. movies I fall short. I will agree completely. that this movie is better than most than daddy's. Home I will agree too, too but that it just is... shows like it's like it's like a flash in the pan almost for mm-hmm. these two guys. As long as it works one time, that's all it needs. Yeah, yeah. All right, what about you, Jay? What's your uh, what's number, your number three, three? Is Pop star never stops stopping. A Lonely Island movie. I love this movie. This, this is movie. actually perfect. One of the rare ones where I also have pop star at number three. So that's great. I love when this happens. We should have some sort of sound effect when we get the yeah. same. Yeah. You know, maybe we have like a less um, less uh, impressive one when we have the same movie on our list at all. 
but a really crazy <laughs> one when it's the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead, Jay. Like some foghorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one. We'll just do it. We'll just do it with our mouths whenever we know. Yeah, yeah. I love this movie. It's great. I can watch this movie over and over again. Um, I don't know. I love like it's like a, a mockumentary kind of like a fake documentary. You're following um, Connor for real. He's a former <laughs> um, style boy. of a style boy um, as a former boy group, a three way. Like, I not really a boy group, but like a hip hop kind of like almost like Beastie Boys yeah. kind of thing going on. Yeah. So it's like a spoof on the Beastie Boys. And just every you get all these big names and all these cameos in this movie. Um, the songs are hilarious because obviously I don't know if anyone's listened to Lonely Island, but their songs are outlandish and just completely crude. <laughs> um, and they just everyone just does such a great job in this movie. Um, yeah, I love and, this movie. Yeah, it's just it's um, so he's he's a style boy. He's gone solo. His career is kind of flopping, and then even like just some of the stuff he does to try to get his career back up. When they make um, what's his name, his DJ wear that helmet, <laughs> like he's a uh, like a uh, Daft Punk kind of thing. Yeah, yeah dead um, mouse. Yeah, dead mouse. Yeah, and it's the beam like just shoots up the top, and they go, <laughs> you know, it's like this huge boat horn. Um, it's everything about this movie is funny. Um, especially when I don't know why I crack up so hard when he's in the limo and the guy puts his junk on the window. Yeah. It's like, this, it, was, it was a pair of tits first. And then yeah. it's like, this is what and this is all about. And yeah. he's signing and it. He signs it and, yeah. and then he rolls the window up and it's just like screeching on the thing yeah, as it's, it's going like... up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie's, this movie's so uh, good. I love that. I love the whole style of it being like, because uh, there was a trend for a while. Like Justin Bieber had one. Katy Perry had one. Taylor Swift just released one um, of like these artists who are putting out documentaries. So it felt, it felt very much like that. And they were making fun of the whole idea of it. Um, And just like Andy Samberg, I, I love that guy so much. I've been a fan of him forever. Love, love the lonely Island. Um, He's great on Brooklyn nine, nine. And uh, it was just really cool seeing like, cause I've been a fan of lonely Island for a decade or whatever their first album came out. Yeah. And then this was almost like their albums coming alive on screen. And I, and I yeah. hope that they do more with that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's just, they, and it's, and it's an obvious spoof on Justin Bieber as a character. Connor Friel is basically Justin Bieber. And like, they make, they make him so stupid. Like he's just <laughs> an idiot. And uh, like, and it's like, he's super vapid and it's really, it's kind of funny that it's like a commentary on like celebrity pop stars. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrity life and all that stuff and how, out of touch they are and he in the story spoiler alert comes to a brutal awakening on you know what happens when you're not a star anymore and uh and then like this whole redemption and you know learning about friendship and and really uh keeping the people that are important to you close so there is a message in this really ridiculous movie yeah um but the comedy is so funny with the uh the uh, music awards uh with michael bolton and everyone playing uh you got usher dancing and you got justin bieber as the fish Mr. Fish. No, it's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. I mean, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the good Justin. Um, every <laughs> exactly. time, every time that starts, I, I, I don't know why. It's kind of silly, but I get goosebumps. I'm so excited to see that whole scene the whole time. It is very like grand. Yeah. It's grandiose. Yeah, you're, it comes on, you're really like, is. oh, because you feel like even though he's not a very good person in the movie, you like still kind of grow to like him, and yeah. then he ends up like learning from his mistakes. So then when he gets that redemption you're like yeah this is cool yeah and what's cool about it too is you got all the cameos you got like steven tyler and all these amazing musicians in there and they're just singing along and doing the donkey roll (laughs) yeah yeah the donkey roll so good karate guy 
Yeah. Such a good song. Yeah. Uh, Bin Laden, fantastic. Oh, oh my Mona Lisa's hilarious. There's so many great but songs on that album. The best part is the catchphrase verse. That's yeah. <laughs> doink the doink. <laughs> DJ Tanner. Sorry, Dad. Dinky nuts. <laughs> so good. So good. But great movie. Bobby, do you have any comments on that one? I feel like you I did mean, you miss this one? Uh, <laughs> no, I we we've obviously seen it together. Uh I had it on my it's that. an honorable mention for me. Uh you weren't there. I was with my real friends. Um it's an honorable mention for me. I I just feel like there's too many movies that I like better, but I still really like Popstar. Uh, just so many funny people. Like I love like Justin Timberlake's uh, character. Like he's like the the cook, and like there's one scene where he's like watching him eat his food, and he's like hiding, and he's like really excited to see like if he likes it or not. Oh and yeah, just, yeah. Something about it is just so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of great characters. I I wish this movie was streaming somewhere because I'd love to. Uh, I I'd watch it right now. <laughs> just cut the <laughs> cut the episode short. Sorry guys, gotta go. I gotta watch this. Popstar. Continue without me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is yes. that are we on number two now? Number yeah, two. Number two. Mm-hmm. So uh, you want to take it away, Jay, or, or do you? I'll go to... number two. Okay. I'll go with it. Uh, my number two is um, I don't know. It's, it started out as a kind of obscure film. I don't think a lot of people saw it originally when it first came out. I think it's um, built up a more of an audience now, like a cult following. But it's what we do in the shadows. Knew it. Um, this movie is just hilarious. It's, it's another mockumentary um, about a group of vampires living in New Zealand, and they get a documentary crew to follow them around and record their life and just the interactions between the three of them. They're all, you know, probably a couple hundred years apart um, from different cultures. Um, you know, just the accents. Jermaine Clement, I think, is his name. Yeah. Um, uh, Taika yeah. Watiti is one of them. Can't remember the other guy's name, but um, they're all just amazing. Um, and just to, they talk about all the cliche vampire things too, but they make it hilarious. Like if you're gonna have a victim over, put put towels or newspaper down <laughs> on the couch. You don't get blood all over it. And then you know they're all roommates in in this one house, and um, and the, so like the dishes are overdone, and it's been this one guy's job to do the dishes. It's been his his turn to do dishes for like a decade, and he hadn't touched them. <laughs> There's just blood all over them. They just piled up. Uh, it's just a great, great movie. And then you got the scene with the werewolves and um and how they have the conflict between the werewolves and like rivals. We're, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Not werewolves. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it's just okay. you recognize a lot of the actors. I can't remember all a lot of their names, but um, you know you'd recognize them. They're in a lot of different things. Um, and this mm-hmm. is great. Something that makes it so good, I think, is the accent, it makes it funnier. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's really dry humor at the same time. So I think that's probably why I didn't catch on like so fast. Um, but you know, I could watch this over and well, over again. Now they've got uh, they've got the show on FX. Yeah, and the that, show's just as good. The show's great. So I mean, yeah. it's, it's definitely gotten a big, a much bigger following than when it first came out. Yeah, and I am ashamed to say I've never seen it. So got got away from you, huh? Yep, got away from me. Um, Reese Reese Darby though is one of the other. That's the other one, it, yeah. and he's he's hilarious. I actually really like his. He's one of the werewolves. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. he's one. Of, he's the guy. We're werewolves, not swearwolves. He's like the leader of the pack. I really so want to like... see it. Um, that when the show came out, I was like, "Oh, I want to watch this," but I hadn't seen the movie and I didn't know if I should have beforehand. Um, so I just kind of put it off, and yeah, so here we are. But I've always <laughs> heard such good things about it, and it's a uh, you know got a really big cult following now. Um, so yeah, I should probably get on board. Um, it, it, it's it's funny. There's this Jay alluded to it, like you know, putting down like towels, like when you know they bring somebody to like suck their blood. So he, he brings over a girl for like she thinks it's a date, and like he, I think he's if I remember he's putting like paper towels like on her like kind of like a bib, 
and I think then like him. oh on him okay so yeah. he goes to take a bite and like he hits a vein and blood just starts going everywhere yeah. like all in the, the living just room. didn't matter <laughs> and it wouldn't it have mattered like he hit the jugular and it's just spring arterial splatter and spray <laughs> everywhere uncontrollable like you, you don't expect a scene like that to be hilarious but it was it was one of the funniest scenes in the entire yeah. movie nice nice <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, cool. I'll have to I'll have to pick that one up. All right, Bobby, what's your number two? All right, this one uh, I I didn't expect this one to be good at all. Like I you know I saw like previews for it. I was like ah whatever. Then I finally watched it. Um, Spy with uh, Melissa McCarthy. And, uh, I also had Spy at number two. Wow, yeah. twice in one episode. Jeez. Oh man, two in a row oh, for Kevin. That's a, that's a first. That is a first. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. it's like, I, as you know, it's like I, I think it's Melissa McCarthy's best uh, best performance well, for sure. Oh, some people will say Bridesmaids because she was she was a ringer in that one. I feel like, but uh, she's the best character in Bridesmaids. But for sure, oh sure, I don't think it's her best performance. Could be either way, but uh, I I would pick this. But it's like you have uh, you got Melissa McCarthy, you got Rose Byrne who plays a really funny like stuck up villain. Oh my god, that Does scene this... in the in the airplane where <laughs> yeah. she was like. She says something. I can't remember what she says, but then she says that's the like, stupid. It's fucking. Are you so fucking retarded? That's <laughs> <laughs> the stupidest fucking toast. That's the stupidest fucking toast I've ever heard. Oh yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> it the, the 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 great things about this movie. It's like they're they're really spoofing on like a Bond movie, like where uh, the guy from uh, Mad TV, uh, Michael McDonald, I think, like he plays Q. And like he's giving like these things like that like that'll help save her life, but it's like disguised as like hemorrhoid cream, yeah. and, and, and they make her like they give her like the worst identity ever. Like she like she cat loves lady. cats, yeah. yeah, just like the worst possible things that you know the most embarrassing stuff. Like she she drinks some champagne on the plane, and then like she realizes that she's being drugged, so she goes to try and get her like uh, her drugs to save herself. And she's like, when she wakes up, Rose Byrne's like, yeah, you, you dove for your hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love how she's, like, making fun of uh, her, like, head of security, Rose Byrne's head of security, the Swedish guy. And just, yeah. like, calling him a baby and stuff. And he's yeah. like, I'm not a baby. And, like, just totally, like, <laughs> You're gonna crash. just falls for it. She And she's all she's playing this act as, like, being a security expert. and uh, But she's this is her first time in the field, so that's what it adds to the comedy. And she's, like, mm-hmm. totally winging it. Um, it's really fun. But one of the one of the standout things about this movie is Jason Statham's character. Yes. Hilarious. And this is yeah. so out of type Best for Jason Statham. Of the movie, for sure. His like <laughs> him just exaggerating his experience in the field and all this stuff. And you don't know what's real and what's not, but like you you want to believe him because he's so sure of himself. Yeah. But the whole scene where he's talking about like being in a poison ring for like rich Under, people. That underground bet. poison ring. <laughs> yeah. Where rich people bet on whether a poison will kill them and he's immune to all like fifty five well, poison poisons on earth or yeah. whatever. Like it's super funny. Super good stuff. I love um, the end when he's driving off on the boat and he's like, I'm gonna head somewhere and then like does he know this is a lake? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he can't find the way out. out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but that one scene you're talking about with uh with um what was his name from Mad TV? The whole Q thing. Michael McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally reminds me of another spy movie, a spy spoof movie, I Spy, where <laughs> Owen Wilson's getting all of his equipment and it all sucks. Like it just sucks, and like the the better spies are getting like the higher priority equipment that's way better. Uh, so yeah, very similar to that scene where it's just like she's just getting made fun of essentially. Like her her secret identity is like this single cat lady who has like eleven cats or whatever, and it's like super mean. <laughs> It's really, really funny. Um, my favorite scene, though, is when she's chasing that guy who um, planted the bomb or like who 
put the bomb in a backpack or whatever and yeah. uh chasing him and then uh into this like abandoned building and he eventually falls off this balcony and like gets impaled on some rebar at the end and uh <laughs> she like has a knife and she like drops it and it stabs him <laughs> and then she's like oh no and then like she pukes on him and like it's just like it just keeps escalating you're like oh man it's freaking hilarious there's a lot of really really good um a lot of really good like comedic moments in this movie that i was not expecting well uh another like another really good character was uh it was played by peter uh i'm gonna mispronounce this uh serafinowitz i think Oh, yeah, uh, he's, the he's the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he's just like he he plays like this really terrible, like uh, sexist, um, like basically Italian. sex crazy Italian guy. Yeah, he's Italian. He's he's Italian, <laughs> and it's just like it's funny because like he's like he's like hitting on Melissa McCarthy, like where there's all these other beautiful women, and he keeps on hitting on Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, he's a chubby chaser. <laughs> yeah. It's just like he he's terrible, like in a good way for like the entire movie. And then at one point, like he starts like talking about it's like this is just a it's just a cover, it's just an act. And then like he starts to grab her ass. He's like, I saw that on the Downton Abbey. Because <laughs> <laughs> you then the end you don't know if he's MI six or if he's Italian, like secretly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. But and one of the other uh one of the other interesting aspects about it is that it's her first time in the field and she's like really good at all the tests when she was, you know, becoming a secret agent. And then just never saw the field for whatever reason. Um, she was too I, good at her at her job as a uh, analyst, she, like, I think. And also, I think she was afraid of how she like felt when she was really good, like on the shooting courses and all that. Um, but then, like when she's trying to solve problems and being undercover, because she's winging everything, because the whole plan falls apart, she actually ends up being pretty pretty damn good at it, which is really cool too. And she's also dragging along the other analysts, you know, because she shows up. <laughs> to like unannounced to show yeah. support and like so she's accounting for her ineptitudes so really really cool they made like uh, a pretty strong um particularly uh um uh, like unexpected weak character into like a really strong character she's also nice dragging choice. uh jason statham along too <laughs> it's true, it's it's really true. Horrible. true he almost got he almost took the backpack that got bombed yeah, he yeah. Got bombed with that True. yeah and he's he's like a mcgruber type where he's his <laughs> his reputation is a lot better than you know reality actually shows yeah. so mm-hmm. really really cool um all right i think that that brings us to number one right yeah what yeah. you got jay well we talked about it earlier it's mcgruber oh my <laughs> god <laughs> guys <laughs> i also have mcgruber at number one yeah, i knew it, I knew it. I love this oh movie. My God. I, Three times. I, cannot, I can't stop quoting this movie. Dude. I quote this movie so much as a group of friends. And it's a, just I'm so a much fun. Wire type of a guy. What the fuck wire. is this? <laughs> you think your shit don't stink? Or does? You think your shit shit. <laughs> and then he headbutts him. Yeah. So fucking good. Guys! <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't get enough of this movie. I'll watch it. I'll, whenever it's on, I'll put it on if I'm bored. Uh, it's just it's one of those movies I could watch over and over again. And like sometimes like my 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 dad can't stand this movie and he's just like, Why do you like this movie? I'm like, I don't know. It's just hilarious. Yeah, it's my like, dad hates it. My girlfriend this movie too. my girlfriend yeah. hates it. Like she just can't stand this type of humor. But like we watched it with her. I think it was uh, me, Corey, Maddie, and her. The like the three of us were cracking up at it and she's just like, I don't I don't get it. I'm like, I yeah. don't know. I, so, I don't get why you don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because it's, like, it's such a ridiculous like uh it's a ridiculous premise and and not only that the acting is also way over the top too but there's a lot yeah. of like really subtle humor stuff like uh 
like when he's going to that party and he's and he's walking into the party and he always carries his stereo with him everywhere he goes. and so the the like coat check is like oh can i take your coat and he's like i'm good and he's like your stereo he's like nice try because he's like super protective <laughs> about it it's like super subtle humor like that is is great uh <laughs> Yeah, not only when that. he gets kicked out of the party and he lands on it, oh, he's yeah. like, my Blaupunk! Yeah, they throw the Blaupunk out. They smash it and then throw it out the yeah, window. Yeah. He's like, my Blaupunk! <laughs> and then later on, he's like, they broke my Blaupunk. I'm really bummed about it. <laughs> and something serious is happening, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's thinking about is his Blaupunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of really cool, good moments like that. And like Bobby said earlier, um, you know, Val Kilmer as the villain, is he's, he's loving playing this role, you can tell. And it's like, and I think that they just had a really good time writing their dialogue together because yeah. it's also so so ridiculous. And Will Forte's <laughs> character McGruber is is an idiot. <laughs> and like <laughs> um, the scene where Cunt uh, is basically telling him that he framed he's gonna frame him. <laughs> and like McGruber's this like, no man, though. no man, you can't do this, man. You gotta believe me. I didn't do it. And then <laughs> I'm being like, framed. And Cunt is like, well, yes, yeah, I'm framing. I'm, I'm you. framing you. He's like, <laughs> you suck. And he like gets all mad at him again. It's so funny. <laughs> You gotta believe me. <laughs> What's funny too yeah. is I'm not gonna I'm spoil this you. part, but this backstory would be behind um <laughs> McGruber's and Kunt and McGruber's dead wife's their whole relationship. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh that's so messed up. And it's then so, McGruber so is actually up. probably the real bad guy in that situation. Exactly. He's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. That, that that's a phenomenal movie. Like I said, like it's so dumb that it's it's genius comedy. Like yeah. it's it's such a funny watch. I can't not laugh my ass off throughout yeah. like the whole movie. It's one of those I, movies that if you describe to somebody, they'll think it's dumb. Like it just yeah. sounds stupid and it won't be funny. But it like for whatever reason, it just works. And you mentioned earlier the Rotten Tomato score or whatever in the 30s. Like that's ridiculous to me. I wonder what the audience score is because uh, this movie is just really funny. If you if you go into a movie not expecting like super bad or 40 year old virgin something that's like super clever you're gonna mm-hmm. laugh your ass off because it's just so ridiculous yeah. okay Th- this is this is actually crazy it's a 48 percent uh for the critic it's 35 for the audience that's yeah, that's insane. unexpected we're gonna get a lot of go for this <laughs> we're gonna get a lot of go <laughs> i guarantee you a lot of those are recent views and the people are offended and then they went and downvoted it <laughs> maybe. maybe it's got one hundred twenty thousand. so i don't know <laughs> Yeah, this movie is definitely, I think, one of the, it is probably the top SNL movie. Um, oh, I mean. Yeah, I think. Yeah, what else gets close? Well, let's see. There's, oh, you what, got Wayne's World. Coneheads, Wayne's, Wayne's World's World, good. Coneheads. Yeah, uh, like you one. got, um, uh, wow, I had them all in my head earlier. Superstar. Oh, uh, Superstar. Oh, Blues Brothers. Blues <laughs> Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, um, what was the other one with the, uh, the guy with the, uh, he was in love. He's a the lover. God, I forgot, man. Oh, ladies, love, lo- yeah, ladies. Oh, ladies. I was gonna say love guru. Oh my love god. Guru. Oh, god. Love we guru. need to do top five worst comedies ever. All, love guru like, will be on there. A lot of bad ones. I saw uh, that movie in theaters with my girlfriend at the time because I loved Jessica Alba, and that was like the one reason I saw this movie. So I was with I was with you guys, and I, like throughout the movie, I'm just like, why is this happening? This is like the so worst thing funny. I've ever seen. So not funny. But yeah, but, this definitely is, the, I think, the top uh, top SNL movie. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd agree. I think that's that's pretty easy. Um, but yeah, this movie is funny, too, because it's not... Like, if you look at our list, I think that Spy and Popstar and Deadpool, of course, Disaster Artist, are better movies. But mm-hmm. for in terms of, like, laughs per minute... Enjoyment, yeah, man. Yeah, is just... It's, it's, a, it's a show 
A movie you can turn gut, your brain off and watch. Gut buster. Yeah, sure. Hilarious. All right, Bobby, what's your number one? Well, for me, uh, I think, uh, let's see, uh, Jay had this as his number five. I think Horrible Bosses is my favorite of all the movies of the last decade for comedies. I just think Jason Sudeikis, Charlie Day, and Jason Bateman are, like, together, those three, just, I, I, I can't not laugh at the things that they, they do and say together. Just, like, when, when they're, like, when they're in, like, the houses, just, like, the banter that they have together is so stupid. Like, they, uh, one of the scenes where they accidentally knock over the thing of cocaine, and they're trying to, like, vacuum it up. It, it's just, like, the interactions between them. It just like it, it cracks me up just just watching these guys talk about stupid shit that they shouldn't be talking about while trying to set up murders. Yeah, they're just like small talk. Well, <laughs> well, they're committing crimes. Like yeah, it's nothing crazy. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then I think Charlie Day like keeps on like uh, keeps on wanting to come up with like code names and stuff like that, and then accidentally keeps on saying like everybody's names over like over the airwaves. Oh, yeah. So if somebody's listening, they're so screwed. Yeah. Um, but then you have like the supporting cast. You have Jennifer Aniston, who I think is great in this movie. You got Colin Farrell, who we talked about earlier, plays against type, like this fat, bald, cokehead, like who loves kung fu and like things. Like, he's, I think, doesn't he have like huge, uh, huge painting of himself in yeah, uh, in his house? Yeah, he's which not. is just completely awful. Which is funny because that's a that's a trope where there's guys who are overconfident in themselves in movies mm-hmm. and TV show. They are really into like Japanese stuff. Have you noticed that? Remember yeah. the guy from Parks yeah. and Rec? Parks and Rec, Jam, yeah. And then uh, Eastbound and Down, he's yeah. got a dojo. Bash <laughs> Yeah, the Bash Bros. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's a weird trope that I just noticed. I, I never really thought about it, but when you put it like that, that's it's interesting. Yeah, really weird. <laughs> Let's see, uh, then you have, uh, you have Kevin Spacey. The thing about Kevin Spacey, he's a terrible person, but he's got so many good movies. I try not to let how he is as a person outside of the movies cloud his actual movies. Um, I think he play he plays the asshole piece of shit boss so perfectly. He steals the uh, promotion from Jason Bateman's character, gives gives it to himself, but then says that he's going to take eighty five percent of the the salary instead of like the full hundred percent. Then he like takes this office and like he's just like the most hateable boss you could imagine. I'm pretty sure uh, he was just playing himself. Yeah, I, was gonna I say, mean, <laughs> very Frank Underwood. I think <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't even know if he was acting. You're right. I think it, it was just. It was just him coming in and doing his normal thing. Uh, but it's like he was he's so hateable that it's like he, he he's a perfect villain for this movie. You know, it's like you understand why Jason Bateman wants him dead, you know? Yeah. Uh, One of the funny things, too, is that, like, Charlie Day's problem is, is like, so not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in a way. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make light of, uh, you know, sexual harassment, but, like, um, what kind of... What, regular guy would be like oh this is horrible having jennifer aniston be so into you um maybe and, you i don't know <laughs> well i would argue too that she plays against type because she plays somebody who's interesting um so <laughs> Got her. one of the one of the most boring actresses uh, obviously she's pretty but yeah not not a huge fan of her but she was very good in this movie so um yeah that's it's a really good choice um i didn't have it on my list uh I'm not really sure why. For whatever reason, I don't feel like it was like super laugh out loud funny like a lot of these other movies were. Uh, but mm-hmm. it was very enjoyable, and I didn't hate it. So um, I didn't even dislike it really at all. And the cast is is fantastic. Um, and the cast is what sells it for me, by the way. Uh, yeah, and on top of that, one of the only comedies who had a decent sequel. Um, I did enjoy the sequel, just not as much. But it, right. it is still a fun sequel. Yeah, it's not like. You know, there, there's a lot of comedy sequels out there that are just so bad because the magic was gone. Like Zoolander 2, horrible, dumb, horrible dumb and Dumber 2. It's just too long dumb between and, yeah. the two movies. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, which actually, I have a couple movies that I have as honorable mention. Um, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, I had them as my honorable mentions. Again, another comedy just... that has a decent uh, decent sequel. So um, I also have This Is The End. I mentioned that earlier uh, when it was on Jay's list. And then uh, uh, this was a movie, my last honorable mention was a movie that I felt was more of an action movie. Um, and I felt, con- you know, I didn't want to put Deadpool and this on the list, but I have Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I thought Kingsman was a surprise, a surprise <laughs> hit that was actually very funny. Um, but again, I think it lean, it leans more on its action angle. Um, so I, I decided to just leave it off the list. Uh, but also a very good movie for anybody who hasn't seen it, seen it and not a good comedy sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it breaks the trend. Um, we'll see how the prequel goes. Yeah. Right. That looks very good actually. Um, if yeah. we ever get to see it, uh, but that's yeah. all I have for my honorable mentions. Does anybody have anything else? Uh, let's see. I twenty one and twenty two uh, twenty one and twenty two Jump Street. I definitely toyed with the idea of putting at least one of them in there. Yeah. But I just couldn't justify it over the ones that I had on here. Uh, I really liked Game Night. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting Game story. Game Night was funny. Yeah. Uh, I like just that just outside, you know, of that top five. Same. Uh, what we do in the shadows. Um, that like Jay was talking about, just such a fun movie. So such good dry humor. Uh, That's I just, on my to do list. Uh, if I'm hoping they uh, they uh, eventually come out with a sequel, uh, I think it. I think they they were talking about it. It'd be called uh, We're Wolves. Yeah, I heard uh, about that. So yeah. like you know, just it, it's just so stupid. Uh, another couple ones I was thinking about is We're the Millers and then Hot Tub Time Machine. Two uh, two very fun watches, but again, just not top five worthy. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, Hot Tub that's... Time Machine was. I remember when I heard about the concept and I was like, mm-hmm. that's so stupid. And I don't like. Um... What's John his face? Cusack. John Cusack yeah. as an actor. We, we know. <laughs> but our listener doesn't. So yeah, true. Uh, our one listener. Our one listener. We already t- you've already badmouthed him a couple times, I think. So Did I? If they actually listen all the way through, they would know. <laughs> well, we can do top five worst John Cusack movies, which is probably Bobby's top five best. John <laughs> Con Air's number one. Um, yeah, but uh, the it's a really funny concept and it ended up really working. And I'm not going to lie. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> so if I would have remembered, it may have been number six or number five on my list. So it, that that's funny because I know how much you hate John Cusack, but you tell me that you actually really like that movie. I so really, it's I that's that one movie. of the few times I've seen you really like a movie with an actor that you hate. It's yeah. so rare for you. Yeah, like there's nothing with Jai Courtney in that I like. Just <laughs> Jack, Reacher. Jack Reacher, but he has yes. two lines. So and yeah, he gets true. killed, so. <laughs> which is great. Jay. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, that, that's only helping Kevin's cause. Yeah. So my honorable right, mentions, um, obviously, twenty one and twenty two Jump Street have to be on there. Like you guys mm-hmm. did, um, it's great. Both great movies. Um, Deadpool two and Deadpool were on my honorable mention. Um, I also had one that was kind of hard to consider uh, a comedy, but it was Nice Guys. Yeah. It was on there. Yeah. Uh, that I, I think so, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I if if I I kind of put that more as like a mystery type movie or like a yeah that's why I didn't drama. it would have made if it I mean. I almost wanted to put it in my top five, but I just because of that reason, it couldn't go on my list. It might have been my number one because I, I I love the hell out of that movie. Like that that might have been well, my number yeah, one if I, I considered mean, it. That and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I mean, the writing in those movies is just amazing, and then the chemistry between all the actors. Um, just it's just you know. Well, it's just, funny how Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Nice Guys, and Iron Man Three are all very similar type movies. Yeah, Black. Yeah, and it's all oh, Shane Black. Shane so he, Black. he loves writing that type. And uh, yeah, yeah, Nice Guys was really good. And Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling's characters, um, great chemistry together. Like, it's so good. And uh, that was a sleeper for me because 
I heard it got good reviews. Didn't see it in theaters. Um, watched it later on. Um, I guess we couldn't get a group together to see it. And uh, I was bummed that I didn't get to see it in theaters. That's how good it was. So, uh, yeah, great choice. I was watching a movie the other day, and it was Shane Black had written it. I think it was uh, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah. 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 Lethal Weapon, yeah. He's like, he was a writer on Predator also and yeah. was in it. Um, he's one of the oh, soldiers. Was he? Yeah, he's one of the soldiers. Yeah, I thought uh, he was in it. Is that, and, what, is that Predators? No, no Predator, Predator, the original. The, original. the oh, Predator, oh. which was the okay. new one, he wrote, I'm pretty sure by himself. There might have been um, some co-writers, but uh, horrible. <laughs> Fucking <Yeah>. horrible. <laughs> Shane Black's worst movie. Um, That's a bummer. Yeah, and I love Shane Black. He's, I love his uh, – he's very uh, like Tarantino-like in his dialogue. Um, a lot of dialogue. A lot of dialogue, and it's a lot of – it's quippy, but it like it's more realistic, I think. Um, so, yeah. Any others you wanted to mention, Jay? Um, no, that's that's about it. Um, I'm sure I'll think of something else later. But well, we may do a sequel. We may do oh. a comedy sequel to top five comedy movies. Yeah, well, for a different decade, maybe. Different decade. A different decade. Mm-hmm. What's funny about this? What's funny about this to me is, you know, we've always talked about like how like there aren't a lot of good comedies anymore. I, like looking at this list, there's actually a decent amount. It's just like outside of like let's say like 15 movies. I don't think there's anything. Well, so it's like we don't really want to get into it now, but when we do our next list, which is going to be from 2000 to uh, 2009, um, you're going to see, uh, yeah, much more, much, much uh, stronger higher quantity, higher, yeah, higher quality in terms of comedies, like instant classics. Um, so you'll be able to to tell the difference um, mm-hmm. in terms of this list and that list, um, but not there's not there wasn't as few as I expected, um, mm-hmm. so that's that's a good sign. So. There is that kind of, uh, and we'll, we'll probably get in the deep into the weeds here, uh, but there is that sense that in this climate today that you can't really be funny because everything's offensive and, and nobody wants to be offensive anymore. So um, I think that that shows in kind of the quality of comedies yeah. and theaters nowadays. It's very muted down. It's mild, very mild, muted down comedy. Yeah. Who, uh, who was saying, who's the, the director of uh, the Hangover movies? Uh, he was talking about that. A few months back, how it's it's just like he doesn't even want to because I think he directed, he directed the Joker, Joker, yeah, and he was saying that he just doesn't want to do comedies anymore just because there's so much you can't say and do in those movies now, right? Just because of how everybody's, I, I don't want to say necessarily sensitive, but aware of a lot more things than they used to be. Like even a number of comedians don't want to do stand up anymore. I mean, like I think Jerry Seinfeld's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he won't do colleges. Yeah. He won't do colleges now because everyone's just so like, I mean. It's not the fact that they're actually offended. They just want to be relevant, so they have to speak out against something. So they just look for every little tiny thing to nitpick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be the case. Um, so with that being said, if if we've offended every, anybody, probably everybody, <laughs> everybody. Slip, if we've offended everybody, smash that like button. Um, <laughs> if we've offended nobody, smash that like button. Um, and keep an eye out for upcoming new show. We're calling it Nerd Fight, NRD Fight, where we're going to do a debate. Um, there'll be one judge, two, two competitors, most points wins um that'll most likely be coming early next week uh so keep an eye out for that in the future um and then like we talked about earlier we'll be doing another top five list of the uh early millennium uh, so keep an eye out for that as well uh like comment and subscribe leave for sure leave comments and if you want to yell at us for how bad our lists are definitely do it if you agree comment as well and until next time ride that way wow you pity Spread that nar. We'll see you next time. See you on the flip side. Bye. Adios.